Well, good morning, water of life. Jesus is alive. We are so glad that you're joining us for our sunrise service. My name is Victoria, and I'm one of the pastors here at our church. And we want to say wherever you're tuning in the world, we're glad that you're with us for this sunrise service. Well, worship is going to begin in a few minutes. But before we do that, I have a couple of announcements for you. If you need prayer at any point during the service, we have pastors online who would love to pray with you. So make sure you join us over on our Facebook chat, on our live stream, on our mobile app or our website, where our pastors are ready and ready to pray with you at any point during the service. And if you're new here, we would love to connect with you as well. So make sure you grab your phone and text the word home church to 818-818, where we would love to connect with you and learn more about you. And for this sunrise service, Pastor Dan is going to be walking us through a time of communion. So make sure before we begin worship that you would go and grab some elements for communion. Maybe it's bread, maybe it's juice, water, whatever it looks like as we prepare our hearts for communion. And make sure after Pastor Dan's message that you would hang back because I'll be checking back in and sharing a couple of thoughts with you. Well, we're going to begin worship. Before we do that, would we just remind ourselves and reflect on this Easter morning of this very truth that Jesus loves you, that he died for you, that he rose for you. And would we reflect and remind ourselves of the love that came out of the grave for you and I? Amen. Let's worship. Praise God from the moon, blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him.
It's Easter morning. What an amazing thing. I love Easter morning. It's my favorite service of the year, sunrise service. We gather together, celebrate before the sun rises. But this year, we're not gathering together. I feel like 30 years ago when I was up at the side of Haven Avenue by myself, and then a bunch of you came up there and we celebrated together. So I'm just gonna believe in my heart today that we're gonna to be together. Let's open in prayer. Father, we wanna to come to you right now and just say thank you for Easter morning. Thank you for the resurrection. Thank you for the life. In the midst of the darkness, Father, you broke through and you're gonna break through again, Lord. We believe for breakthrough, Father. So we thank you for Easter. We pray, Holy Spirit, for your power to fall on us. Come, Lord Jesus, touch us, heal us, redeem us, restore us and release us in the resurrection life, in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You know, this has always been my favorite service of the year. Psalm 119, 147 says, before sunrise, I will call to you for help. I will place my hope in your promise. So the sun is just starting to rise. And um, I wanted to do this a little earlier, but it's too dark. So, so I hope that you will gather out on your driveway get your communion. We're going to take communion together. Let's talk a little bit about the resurrection. You know, early morning was always crucial to Jesus' life. Mark 1.35 says, early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house to a secluded place to pray. Now, where I'm sitting right now up on the side of the hill behind my house is a secluded place that I've gone to pray for the last 30 years. It's a place that I look at the mountains behind me, 
And I often think, where does your help come from? My help comes from the Lord, you know, the, the maker of the heavens and the earth. In times like this, friends, you just run to God and run to God and run to God and just believe that he's going to come and meet you with power, meet you with authority, meet you with possibility you couldn't get anywhere else. Now, John 8, 2 says, early in the morning, Jesus came and he and to the temple and people came to him and he began to teach them early in the morning. Luke 21, 38, all the people would get up early in the morning to come to the temple to listen to him. So apparently Jesus liked to teach early in the morning. Mark 15, 1, early in the morning, the chief priests and the scribes, the elders, the council met and they led Jesus away early in the morning. Finally, Mark 16, it says, when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might come and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen and he was not there. He rose early in the morning. Let me read that story to you out of Luke chapter 24. Hopefully you've got a Bible, an iPad or a phone. You can follow along with me. It says, but on the first day of the week at early dawn, they come to the tomb preparing the spices they had prepared and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men suddenly stood near them in dazzling clothing. And as the women were terrified, they bowed their faces to the ground. The men said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered in the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day rise again. And they remembered his words and returned from the tomb, and they reported all these things to the eleven and to the rest of the people in the upper room. Now there was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women were telling all these things to the apostles. But the words appeared to the apostles as nonsense, and they would not believe. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen wrappings, and he went away to his home, marveling at what had happened. Friends, the Easter story never gets old. We tell it over and over and over and over again, and John chapter 20 is such an amazing chapter. It talks about what happened. But I want to tell you a little bit of a different story today about Easter. I want to talk to you about Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27 is before the, the resurrection. It was at the crucifixion. And at the crucifixion, something took place that is a game changer, that really is huge for you and I. And I want to just visit it for a minute this morning before we take communion together. It says in Matthew 27, 29, well, if, let, me, let me go back to verse 27. Matthew 27, 27, it says, The soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium, gathered the Roman cohort around him. They stripped him and they put a scarlet robe on him. And after twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And, and they knelt down before him and mocked him and said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spat on him and took the reed and beat him on the head. And after this, they mocked him and took the scarlet robe off of him and put on his own garments back onto him. And they led him away to be crucified. And as they were coming out, they found a man from Cyrene named Simon, whom they pressed into service to bear the cross. 
Friends, there's something very important about a crown of thorns. And most of us have never taken the time to reflect on it, but if you'll think back to Genesis chapter three, let me go back there with you and read. In Genesis chapter three, at the fall of mankind, something very, very unique took place. The father said to Adam and Eve, said to Adam in verse 17, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree which I commanded you and that you shall not eat from it, cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you. Friends, there's nothing in the Bible that's accidental. And that's what makes this story so great. Thorns and thistles were the mark of the curse. And so when we talk about the curse, you need to think thorns and thistles. And what kind of crown did they put on Jesus? A crown of thorns. That is not an accident. They literally crowned him the king of the curse. They made Jesus the king of the curse. And in so doing, they made him the king of all that comes out of the curse, the brokenness, the sorrow, the pain, that's why Isaiah 53, Isaiah 53, verse three and four says this, he was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely our griefs he himself bore and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteem him stricken smitten of God and afflicted. He is the king of the curse. That's what the crown of thorns literally means, is that when they put that crown on Jesus, that, that he took authority over the curse in you and in me and in the journey. Galatians chapter three, verse 13 speaks to this. It says in Galatians three thirteen. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everybody who hangs on a tree. Everyone who hangs on a, on a tree is cursed. Jesus, friends, was the king of the curse. Crowned as a king, spat on, whipped, beaten, amazing picture. It's just so heartbreaking when you think about it. It's just a staggering thought that they would spit on the king of the universe, the Messiah, the one who was massively in love with them. Jesus became the king of the curse for you and for I, friends. And when he went to the grave, he broke the curse over us. What a great picture. That's what makes Easter so amazing, friends. We talk about resurrection life and new hope and all of that, but there's nothing, friends, there is nothing like breaking the curse over the lives of broken people. People of sorrow, pain, brokenness, grief, mourning. He literally said he would break all those things at the resurrection. His authority over the curse, his enthronement over the curse took place at the resurrection. He is literally enthroned with reigning power over the curse. He is the curse over, he is the king over the brokenness, the sorrow, the death, and he's turned it all to joy. He's turned it all to this amazing possibility that in the darkest times we're living in right now, even if the sun doesn't come up today, 
because there's clouds in the sky. I know this, that my Lord is risen and he is a king of the universe today, that my God has the power to save those people who will come to him. He will turn their joy into, their sorrow into joy, their death into life, their loss into gain because of his resurrection. John 16, 22, great, great, great picture here. John 16, 22, talking about Jesus' resurrection. Let me read it to you. It says in verse 21, when a woman was in labor, she was in pain because her hour has come. But when she gives birth to a child, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy of the child that has been born into the world. Therefore, you too now have grief, but I will see you again. Listen to these words, Jesus prophesying the breaking of the curse. I will see you again and your heart will rejoice and no one will take your joy away from you. Your heart will be full of sorrow, but once again, you will rejoice. You'll rejoice. What an amazing thought, friends, that your sorrow will be turned to joy. Psalm 30, verse 11 says, your mourning will be turned into dancing. Your mourning will be turned into dancing. There's so much here that's great. There's so much about the resurrection that breaks the darkness, friends. So we get up early in the morning and we say, come Lord Jesus, have your way in us today. We know that this isn't like any other Easter, God. But for you, you still reign over the sorrow, you still reign over the struggle, you still reign over our pain, our questions, Father. So many of us have questions today. Like, God, where are you in all of this? What's happened? Hebrews 10, 23, I wanna remind you, it says, he who promises is faithful. Our God will take care of us. We're gonna come out the other side of this, friends. So just like Jesus came out the other side, of the crucifixion into the resurrection. We're gonna come out the other side of this. Don't lose your joy in the midst of it. Don't allow the enemy to steal and rob, kill or destroy you right now because this is about resurrection life. This is about Jesus saying, I have what you need today. The resurrection demonstrates that death has been broken. Life has been released. The curse is gone. For those who come to Jesus, bow their hearts below, down low to him. The curse has been broken. Now I wanna take communion with you today. So if you have a cup, I don't care if it's water or bread or whatever you've got, get yourself a cup and some bread and let's take communion together.
Father, we come to you right now. And we say, God, thank you for resurrection life. Thank you that the curse could not hold you down, Father. That though you went in the grave, you broke out with life and joy and possibility. You went in as a curse, but you came out of the king of life. Father, we thank you that you took the curse upon you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you took the sorrow and the death upon you, but you turn it to joy, Father, and hope. You turn it to healing and possibility for us. So this morning, Holy Spirit, we come to you. We say, reign over our hearts today, God. Some of us are really doubting. We're discouraged, Father. We're questioning, Lord, where are you in all of this? But we wanna stop right now, God. Bow our heart back down to you. And remember, he who promises is faithful. That you, God, said you would come back from the dead. When people didn't believe you, you went into the grave and you broke the back of death. So Father, we come to you today and we say thank you, God, for Easter morning. Thank you, God, that you are victorious. Thank you, Lord, that we serve a risen Savior, the King of the universe. So we want to take the bread right now. And we want to say, Father, you said to do this in remember, remembrance of you, to take the bread and just bow down before you, to love, Lord, and adore you, and to say, Father, we want more of you today, this Easter, 2020, that we're gonna mark and look back and say, do you remember when we were locked in and quarantined and how bad it was? And look at what God has done. So Father, we trust and say thank you on this side, in the midst of the pain and the sorrow and the darkness, we say thank you, Father, for the breakthrough that's coming. Thank you that just as you went in the grave, you came out with new life. We take the bread in faith. In the name of Jesus, take and eat. And then, Lord, we take the cup. We say thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood of the Lamb that takes away the sin of the world. Thank you that you didn't leave us uncovered, Father, to be tortured by the curse forever. Thank you that you said, I will become a curse so that you can become free. So we take the cup. We say thank you for the blood. Take and drink. Do you know, I'm not sure this morning how many people are actually watching at sunrise that don't know Jesus. But I know every year at sunrise service, I'm in shock at how many people are sitting out there and have gotten up, grabbed their blanket, come to church, sat in the cold, and they've not ever surrendered to Jesus Christ. So I wanna to talk to you for a minute about your destiny. I wanna to talk to you a minute about what Jesus Christ wants from you. Because the Bible says that we should examine ourselves. That we should be honest about where we're at. 
And in a minute, I'm going to ask you the most important question of your whole life. If you were to die today, do you know where you would be in eternity? If you were going to get up out of this place, wherever you are, go to the market, God forbid that you'd be killed in a car wreck. I know one year at Easter time, we rolled pictures of people that had passed away in our church that year. It shook people up. They didn't like it, actually. They said, that was really hard. But see, friends, we never know if we're going to be here next year. We're never promised another day, any of us. We're never promised another breath, another moment. What we have is right now. And what we do with right now will determine where we live in eternity. When we talk about this, I always have people come to me in my office or on the street or talking about Jesus and they'll say, Pastor, I'm a good person. You know, I, I really think I'm going to go to heaven. And I try to explain to them, you're never going to get to heaven because you're good enough. Because there's nobody good enough to get to heaven. And some people will actually say, you know, I went to church as a child and I was baptized as a child and I think my parents got that sealed up for me. And they have no idea. They think because they did some religious thing that they're going to go into eternity. That is not going to happen. Certainly because you're born in America does not make you a Christian. I think we could all agree on that today. The reality, friends, is there was a guy who came to Jesus once. His name was Nicodemus. And he snuck down a dark alleyway one night. And he came to Jesus and he said to him, what must I do to be born again? And Jesus said, what must I do to, to have eternal life? And Jesus said to him, you must be born again. And he said, you mean go back in my mother's womb? What are you talking about? And he said, no, 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 no. You must be born again in your innermost being, in your spirit. You got to be born again. You need new life to come in you. Resurrection life, what we're celebrating today, to live inside of you. Now, I know for some of you, friends, you don't get that. You think this is about religion. You think it's about going to church. You even look at me sitting up on the side of a hill here and you think, what in the heck are you doing? Let me explain what I'm doing. I'm doing what Jesus did. Jesus went alone and had relationship with his father. Your father is crazy about you. He wants relationship with you more than you could ever imagine. More than you'll ever know this side of heaven. But that can only happen if you're born again, like Jesus told Nicodemus. And how do you do that? You have to bow your heart before the king of the universe. You have to bow your heart before the resurrected one, the king of the curse who went into the grave and came back the king of life. You bow your heart before the Messiah, Jesus Christ. He was prophesied throughout all of the Old Testament scriptures, the law and the prophet that was written in the Old Testament. Hundreds and hundreds of years, they declared that a king would come. They couldn't understand that he was going to ride on a donkey, be a humble and poor man, but that he would lift up human people at a level that they'd never been lifted in all of life, all of eternity. Jesus said, I want relationship with you. And the way that you get that is to bow your heart to me, enthrone me in your life, make me your king. Revelation 
3.16, Jesus said that he's going to come back. He's coming back after people like us. And he said, I know your deeds, that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either hot or cold. But because you're lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Friends, please listen to me. Some of you think you're Christians and you're not. You've gone to church. You've done your religious duty. You sat in church week after week after week. Some of you have been coming for a year or two to Water of Life. And you think you're a Christian and you're not. You have never opened your heart to Jesus Christ, bowed in humility before the king of the universe and said, Lord Jesus, I open to you today. Friends, today is your day. Jesus wants you all in. He wants you committed to him. Today's Easter morning. What better time to be born again? What better time to open up to the king of life than on the day that we celebrate the resurrection life? Jesus said in Matthew 10, 32, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my father. But if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my father. In a minute, I'm gonna ask you to make a decision, to bow your head and raise your hand if you wanna open your heart to Jesus Christ. Then I'm gonna ask you to pick up your phone and call our church office at 463-0103. Uh, you might say, why would you do that? Well, if we were together in the worship center, I would be asking you to get up out of your chair and walk down to the front. And I do that every year, every year, every year, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, thousand people come down every year. Why does that happen? Because they're desperate for life. Friends, this is your day right now. This is your opportunity to surrender your heart to Jesus Christ. I wanna ask you to bow your head with me right now. And I'm gonna pray a prayer. And if that prayer's anything like what you're feeling inside, I want you to repeat it out loud. I know you're sitting there probably thinking, there's people in the room, there's, yeah, I, I get all of that. So let's just do this. If you're in a group of people watching right now, then I want you all to pray out loud. So if there is somebody in your midst, they're not just kind of stuck out there by themselves. So let's just all pray this prayer out loud. Father God, today we come to you. And we ask you, Lord Jesus, would you forgive me for all the wicked things I've done? Would you forgive me, Father, for not bowing before you? Would you forgive me, Lord, for not surrendering to you. Today, I recognize you're the king of the universe. And today, Lord Jesus, I bow my knee to you. I bow my heart to you. I surrender, Father. I surrender. And I ask you to forgive me. Come into my heart, Holy Spirit, and heal me today. Touch me and make my life new. I've done so many things that have hurt you. Please forgive me. Today, I want resurrection life.
today, I want your healing in my heart. Today, I want you to be my savior. I want you to be my king. And so today, I say to you, come and have your way with me, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you died and you rose from the dead for me. Now with your head bowed, if this is you, I want you to put your hand up wherever you're at. Just put your hand up. You might be saying that is the weirdest thing. Just put your hand up. Your hand is before Jesus, friends, not me. I obviously cannot see your hand. Put your hand up. If you prayed this prayer and you weren't certain that you would go into eternity if you died today, but you wanted to be certain, so you prayed this prayer, then I want you to get up today and I want you to pick up your telephone and I want you to call the church office, 463-0103. And I want you to let one of our pastors pray for you on our phone. Just to love you, encourage you, mail you some material so you can get started in a journey with Jesus. We'll put some stuff up online for you. We want to help you walk with God, friends. Today's just the first step in a huge journey for you. So get up and make that phone call, would you? Now the rest of you, I know you're wondering if we're going to celebrate any more together. Well, of course we are. For the next, the last 30 years, we've always told the story about a guy in Russia named, named Ivanovich Bukharin. I love this story because it just frames up the resurrection and the Easter morning so well. So let me tell it to you again. You probably don't know who Nikolai Ivanovich Bukharin is. During his days on this planet, he was a very powerful man in Russia. He was a communist leader and he took part in the Bolshevik Revolution in, in 1917. He was the editor of a Soviet newspaper, uh, Pravda, and he, uh, which by the way means truth, and it wasn't. But there's a story told about a journey that he took from Moscow to Kiev in 1930 to address a huge assembly on the, on the subject of atheism. And when he went to the crowd, he just hammered them and hammered them and hammered them, talking about how bad Christianity was and all the arguments against Christianity and against Jesus. And after an hour, can you imagine an hour of being pounded about how bad your faith is? He looked out at what seemed to be the smoldering ashes of people's faith. And he said, are there any questions? You gotta remember this guy had power and authority. Are there any questions? There was a deafening silence that filled the auditorium. But one man got up and walked towards the platform where the leader was mounted at the lectern. And he stood next to the communist leader. And he too looked out at the crowd. First to the left, then to the right. And finally he shouted, he shouted, he shouted this ancient Greek greeting that the Russians had adapted. 
from the Greek Orthodox Church into the Russian Orthodox Church, he shouted this ancient greeting, Christ is risen! And in mass, the crowd rose up out of their seats and they shouted, he is risen indeed! So I don't know where you are right now. You might be sitting in your driveway in a lawn chair out in the cold watching the sun come up with me. You might be in your living room or your bedroom even, in your pajamas, I don't know. But I wanna tell you something. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. So shout it out with me. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God, that nothing can hold you down or keep you back. You said in this world we would have tribulation. We would face obstacles like we're facing today. But your resurrection life brings healing, hope, and possibility to people like us. So on this Easter morning, as we celebrate your, your goodness, God, your greatness, Father, your power over death, God, today we say he is risen. He is risen indeed. I shout it out to the mountains. I shout it out into eternity. Father, we love you, God. We love you, Father. And we ha say, have your way over us, God. Have your way in our country right now, Lord. We cry out for healing. We cry out for mercy, God. We cry out for you to break forth in resurrection life over our land today, Lord Jesus. Come, 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 Holy Spirit. Stir up revival in the land, Lord. Touch us, Father, at levels we've not been touched for years and years and years, oh God. Have your way, have your way, Lord Jesus. And everybody said, amen and amen and amen. We'll be back in a couple of hours with our regular Easter service. It's gonna be a great, great Easter service this morning. God bless you. Have a great day today.
Wasn't sunrise service amazing? I know for me, sunrise service is such an incredible time with Jesus. And so we hope that you were blessed by that service. If you made that decision to follow Jesus, we wanna say way to go. We are so proud of you, but you're not alone. So make sure you do this. Text the word Jesus to 818-818, where we would love to connect with you and give you some tools and resources as you begin your walk with Jesus. And if you would like prayer, we have pastors who would love to pray with you and give you a Bible. So you can also call us at our church offices. Well, other than that, we hope that you guys had a great service. I'm sure some of you guys are still in your PJs, but there's still more to come. We have Easter services ahead of us. So make sure you tune back in as we celebrate Easter together. We have services at 7.30, at 9.30, 11.30, and 5 p.m. So make sure you join us as we celebrate Easter together. Other than that, we love you guys. We hope you had a great morning, and we'll see you guys for our Easter services. We love you guys. God bless.